improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. My name is Brittany. I am a Catholic wife and mom of two boys, and I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com. Come follow me on Instagram. Come hang out. Uh, come join the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest fitness and nutrition group. I had to think for a second there on Facebook if you want to hang out more and talk more about workouts and nutrition and all that jazz. And you will see that I am very passionate about the topic that we are talking about today, which is should you do cardio to lose fat? All right. In true podcast fashion, the way I podcast, we're going to hop right in and delve into this question. So I've trained a lot of women and I want to make that up front. I'm not going off of what personally works for my body or what has worked for one or two clients. I have trained literally hundreds of women for almost a decade and I'm telling you what science says, what experience has said and whatnot and the truth is that you don't necessarily need to do cardio to lose fat. So I'll give you the disclaimers, I'll give you the caveats and all that jazz, but overall the whole thing comes down to really a mental shift and again the science behind it. So I think the normal way of thinking and looking at it is, okay, I have extra fat on my body, I need it off, I want it off, so what should I do? Probably run or some form of cardio, hit the elliptical, hit the bike. I need to like work this off. I think we just kind of get that idea and we can picture in our mind like a person sweating it out on the treadmill or sweating it out on the bike. Like, yeah, obviously that'll make them lose fat. That's just what we think. And then, okay, part two of that would be if you're eating a lot, right, you're eating too much, cut that in half or cut that down, cut that back. Take in less calories, burn a lot of calories on a piece of cardio equipment or outside or whatever, and then that will equal losing fat, right? And it seems like that equation should work, and that is what kind of perpetuates itself, that idea and that thought, and, and is presented in our culture. Is like you look around, and I think it's very helpful to have calories, and especially because I'm so into tracking macros, to have like the carbs, fat, and protein, the macros available at different you know, chain restaurants or whatever, different places. It's very helpful to see the nutritional info, but I think we can get caught in this trap of just thinking the lowest calorie option is the best option. Like, oh good, I'll I'll take that yogurt because it's only 150 calories instead of, okay, ca- calories are just units of measurement. It's just what my body needs. So I still need to make sure it's a complete meal. I still need to make sure it's filled up. I think all of this has helped contribute to that where we just think, okay, less calories, And it kind of seems like it would make sense, again, to run the fat off or walk the fat off or whatever. Like it's we're picturing the sweating and thinking like, well, that's got to result in fat coming off, right? But the other side of that, the other way to do it. So yes, that even can work in the short term. I don't even want to say fat, but that could help you lose weight in the short term. If you truly for a week, you know, ate 300 less calories a day and you ran two miles every day, then hypothetically for that week, you should lose some pounds, right? You're going to lose some water weight. Your clothes might fit a little looser, but your body is going to look the same. Your body is just going to be a smaller version of what it was before. That's the part we don't think about when we, you know, it sounds good to us to like, oh, losing five pounds. That sounds good. Seeing that number on the scale go down, that sounds good. But we don't really think it's just a smaller version of what you already look like, which to some people might be appealing if you already have a muscular frame and you just want to lose a little bit of fat. But the other way to do it completely, like taking all of that aside and looking at it a totally different way, is to 
not touch the cardio, not go to jumping and cutting calories, but rather to do it via weight training, strength training, because here is the why though behind it. A pound of muscle burns three times more than a pound of fat does even when you are at rest. So if I am 22% body fat, which is around where I typically sit, obviously it fluctuates when I'm postpartum and breastfeeding and like all those different things. But typically I'm in the 22% range. That is what I was back to after Joey. And I am standing at the playground, just standing, not moving, not running around with my kids, just standing next to a mom who is, we'll just say 32% body fat. I'm burning more calories just standing there than she is because I have more muscle on my body. Okay. So, and you know, body fat's not the biggest indicator because maybe she still just has more muscle, but also more fat. But typically that's why that is a more effective and efficient number to go off of. But the point being, if you can get rid of the idea of like outrunning your fat and cutting it down from calories, if you try that method, that's why I said it will work short term. It will work for two weeks. You'll lose some pounds and then you will have to do that always. You'll always be keeping up that pace, keeping up that low of a calorie deficit to maintain that. The flip side is if you just, it's like a long-term investment versus short-term, right? That might be a little short-term win for you if you are just going to drop a quick five pounds, whatever. But long-term, if you are doing strength training, you pick up those weights, you are doing specific, well-scientifically designed workouts to help you build muscle your muscle is going to take the place of fat, which looks so much leaner than a big, if you take a pound of muscle, I love when they do this in health classes and things like that, and you see it right in front of you, what a pound of muscle looks like and a pound of fat, the muscle is so lean and compact, and then the fat is obviously just bigger and on our flesh, flubbier and all that, whatever adjectives you want to attribute to it, but that is what's going to happen if you pick up the weights. You will, over time, it's not as quick of a win, but over time, over three months, over six months, over a year, you build muscle, which eventually replaces the fat. So it's, you're not, your fat's not even necessarily like vanishing away. It's becoming muscle. It's being converted into muscle. And then you are making your body into a fat burning machine because now it is burning every pound of muscle sitting there. So say you had no, everybody's got some muscle, but say you had like 2% muscle, in your upper body before, okay? And then over a year, that grew to 8% in your upper body. That, you just grew 6% in just your upper body and muscle, and that is now burning three times more calories for you. Your whole upper body is burning three times more calories for you all day long than it was before, just by being, which is amazing. I mean, that's like passive income right there. It's like make it once, people keep buying it, your income keeps coming in, you don't have to touch it. Obviously, we need to maintain our physiques and we can always progress and strive for different goals. But the work is really, you front load the work. You put in the work of using the weights, doing your strength training workouts. It could be, it doesn't necessarily need to be weights. It could be body weight. It could be TRX. You could use different things, bands. But it is some form of strength training to build enough muscle content that your body literally just burns fat free rest. And then the best part of it to me, because I like food, is that you do not need to cut calories then. Oftentimes what happens is you can actually go up in calories because now your muscle needs calories, right? It's burning all day long, three times the amount fat was. So that is why somebody could be both women standing there. We'll go back to like a 150 example. 
Say two women are standing in a, a playground. They're both 150. One's 22% body fat. One's 32% body fat. The one woman might, you know, the woman with 32% body fat might have to eat around 1,500 calories a day to not go over or not put on more fat, right, or gain weight. Whereas the woman standing there with 22% body fat might be able to be eating like 2,100 calories because she has the muscle that maintains that, that needs that. So that's a pretty cool trade-off. I think the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle in clients that I coach or in group challenges is just making this mental shift because it seems so contrary to what we've been fed and what we see in diet magazines and fitness magazines that are like lose 10 pounds in 12 days and all these quick fix things, yes, are going to put you on your seven-day cardio plan or whatever. And it's just the short term. These are not, this is not the way to do it long term. And that was such a game changer to me when I got off that's what my old gym regimen used to look like. When I didn't know any better, when I was, I don't know, 16, 17, I would go to the gym, I would do 45 minutes on the elliptical, read some magazines, I'd hit one or two machines that I knew how to work, and then I'd stretch, and I'd do abs. And I would do abs like every day. I think that a lot of women do that too, of thinking, well, to have a flat core, I just need to do core, which is not the case. It's that you need to have your body fat down at a level that you can see abs, right? I can see abs on my three-year-old. He doesn't do planks and crunches and whatnot, but he just has abs because he's a lower body fat percentage than most adults, right? So you see that on kids very easily. But that is, so I'm not, again, condemning it or anything like that, but we still fall into that of like, okay, well, I just need to do cardio. Or even women who I've worked with for years who have understood like, okay, Brittany, I do embrace the strength training. I do lift weights. I get that. But now when I need to lose these five pounds, it's, it's because I haven't been to spin class or I just haven't been doing cardio. Not necessarily. First of all, is probably your diet. That's the number one place when we fluctuate. It's because we loosen up too much. And I'm not condemning that either. It's, I think that it's very natural to go through seasons. I think it's very natural to gain a little bit of fat over the holidays. And I think it's not even, I want to say biblical, but like as a Christian, as a Catholic, I like to ride the seasons like that where, you know, Lent will be around the corner before we know it. Lent is the time to bare bones it, to cut out the treats, to cut out the indulgences, and not for dietary reasons, but because we're supposed to be in a time of preparation, in a time of repentance, you know, you're not supposed to be feasting in a time of repentance. So then you have fully taken that step back during Lent, you can enjoy Easter, you can enjoy the octave of Easter with treats because you have just fasted, you know, from treats and from indulgences for those 40 days. So I think it's fine. I know and acknowledge in myself that, okay, well, I, you know, it kind of goes through cycles now. I like to sit around 22% body fat, but then again, barring a child (laughs) bearing year that then it's okay, well, fall and winter, I'll probably gain a little bit of comfort weight. It's, you know, fall and winter and we feel like being cozier. There are more treats around the holidays. I'm going to make cookies. I, and I'm a big advocate of having treats in the house. I, Not all the time, but I like a Sunday treat. I will tend to make cinnamon rolls or something on a Sunday to teach my kids to show and enjoy myself that you can have one of something and that it's not bad. It's not evil. It's not going to make you fat. It's not any of those things. It's fine in moderation. So to have some some kind of a treat on a Sunday, and again, there's just more of that around that season of celebration. And then again, going through Lent and backing off 
because it's a time of repentance and to focus interiorly and to practice detachment from all of these physical things. And then naturally it is like March, April, it starts getting nice and, you know, nicer out, a little bit warmer. We're looking ahead to summer. I'm like, okay, I'd rather, you know, feel leaner in my summer clothes and not pull out my shorts and not fit into any of them. So then I start really honing in on my nutrition, maybe cutting out some grains and dairy and just really focusing on protein and lean meats and fruits and sweet potatoes, that kind of stuff. And then trying to lean down a little bit for summer, enjoying summer pretty moderately. And then like the cycle continues. So I don't think it's a bad thing if you are a person, because I know most of you who listen to this are working out regularly. You're trying to, you know, figure out how to do it better, how to just get encouragement and advice and motivation. And most of you are already working out and in that kind of regimen. But so I'm saying even to you who is listening to myself, because I go through those periods, if you are, you know, up a couple pounds and you know it's fat, it's not muscle, that it's still tempting. Like our default is still, well, maybe I should just start running or maybe I should just add cardio a couple days. You don't need to. That's not a necessary key to losing fat. Look at your nutrition first. Look at your strength workouts. Have you gotten really complacent in them? Have you been lifting the same amount of weight for a long time? You know, do you really kind of just phone it in your workouts that you're just kind of going through the motions and you're not focusing on what you're doing and squeezing the proper muscles and contracting the proper muscles? So look at all that first. And then do I think cardio is bad? Absolutely not. I think cardio totally has its place. I have a client right now who you know, wants to add it in just for the mental benefits of, you know, going for walks, going for jogs, going for bike rides. She lives in a nicer climate, so she's able to do that more during the year. But, and I fluctuate on that too. There are times when I'm doing no cardio and there are times when it's nice out and I want to go do some hill runs or there's a little uh, like soccer field pretty close to our house that I'll jog over to and run the laps on the soccer field, things like that. So, it's still a good workout. It's good for your heart. It's, you know, mood enhancing, all of those things. You can have it in your routine and you it, and you can have it not in your routine. You don't need to have it in your routine, okay? But that is the main, it's still that just like paradigm shift, that mental shift of I don't need to do this to lose fat. I could add it if I would like to, if I like the endorphin boost, you know, but it should not be the central focus in cutting away calories making myself eat less and then trying to burn off those calories is just not the answer. It's just not the way. Make your body into a fat burning machine. Pick up some kind of strength training, TRX, weights, bands, whatever. At least three times a week, you should be prioritizing strength, making sure your nutrition is as clean as it can in 80%. This is why too, I know I've said I'm kind of deviating from our topic, but (laughs) I like you to be tracking macros and eventually get to eating intuitively, right? But then there are times when you want to go back to tracking macros and things like that. Like when I just talked about how I'll enjoy summer and then it gets to fall. Usually over summer, by the end of summer, I'm starting to be way too lax. It is no longer 80% clean, 20% loose. It is like 60-40. It's barbecues and poolside stuff and whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to start tracking back up again in September. I'll log my macros check in on myself and then again to let myself loosen up a little for the holidays so and that's you know the way that you can do that as well of checking in on yourself and modifying where necessary because you know again our lives change our seasons change so 
best to keep up with it the best way that we can so that it doesn't get out of control. I think there is a normal way to do that. Um, and I think there's disordered ways to do that of, you know, flooding our emotions into food at different times of the year and stuff. You know, if you're very dramatically gaining and losing 20 pounds every year, that's another story. But a little bit of fluctuations, not a big deal. Just tighten it back up and not necessarily burning it off. All right. I hope that that is the takeaway that you have from this episode. So, all right. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for your time. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.